me up with Jay Bowman. So for me, like, I think really a takeaway about him is that he really has a community spirit. And I felt like even though I was really nobody to him, he still helped me. And I just thought that was the coolest thing because he's a really great guy. And I love what he sings about and what he stands for. You know, when I first experienced his band on the jam cruise, at the time I had really been looking for an inspiration to some artist to inspire me who was doing good in the world. And so when I saw his band play for the first time, I thought, wow, this is this is someone who's going to really inspire me a lot. And, um, you know, on the jam cruise, he was having people come up and talk to him. And he just had like a whole line of people that wanted to talk to him. And, you know, I was one of those people. So it was just kind of one of those things that I kept in touch. And he somehow was able to answer my phone call and hook me up. So I just felt really special and that he took time to even help me, you know, because it didn't really do anything for him. So I felt like that was a really nice gesture of him to do. Yeah, he's just an uplifting person, and I'm. it's good to hear that he's an authentic person, you know, that he is as nice and kind as he appears to be on stage. And, he, right. mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about inspiration. He um, has this film now called Stay Human, and it's all about that. It's all about people that he's met all around the world that have inspired him. And oh, cool. uh, now it's all coming out through his music, so... Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And and Pamela, having seen you perform many times, I mean, you come out there and you just rock. And I'm like a, you know, classic rock girl myself. I mean, I don't play it, but I've certainly grew up with it. And I I would probably fall back and say that's probably my favorite type of music. So I've seen you perform live and you are really inspiring because you're like, whoa, who is that badass up there on stage? So um, just kind of like, you know, you responding to other people's live music. What kind of response do you get to yours? People coming up to you after the show? Um, And uh, yeah, what's that? What's that been like for you? Oh, well, um, thank you so much for the kind words. <laughs> I, you know, I there's so many different reactions, but I know a common reaction is, you know, wow, you play really great guitar. You know, a lot of people don't expect me to play a solo, I think. Um, oftentimes, I remember at the last show at the Independent, when I kind of like walked up to the edge of the stage and was doing my ripping solo, I noticed for the first time in the set, you know, um, I noticed these guys that they're just like, their mouth was just open and they were talking to each other like, oh my gosh, do you see that? I can't believe it, you know? And so I feel like I inspire a lot of women who they come up and they say to me like, wow, you've really inspired me so that I feel like I could do that too. And to me, that's worth everything, you know, because what I really like to do is inspire other people to be who they want to be, you know, and that's even a lyric in the Believe song, you know, to be who you want to be. And a lot of times I think in the world now, because, you know, especially in the Bay Area where bills are very high, rent is very high, um, a lot of people aren't really thinking about what inspires them. They're just trying to pay their bills and make sure they stay alive till tomorrow. 
you know, and feed their children and make sure their children have good schools to go to and clothes on their back and, you know, for anyone to be able to reach past that part of their life into an artistic inspiration is really why I love to share myself with the audience because it's something that it's been really hard to do and I've, <laughs> I've tried to quit a few times, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it keeps me going to know that other people are so inspired yeah. by what I'm doing because I can't really stop doing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just who I am. Yeah. So it means a lot when other people come up to me and they validate what I'm doing and tell me that it helps them feel like they could do what they want to do too. So that's kind of the, you know, the main thing that I received from the audience is their feelings of inspiration. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Cause uh, I feel like inspiration. I, th- I really appreciate what you said about inspiration because people may not be focused on, on looking what for, for what inspires them in this, you know, busy, busy world. Um, so yeah, keep up the awesome work that you're doing. Um, I really appreciate you and your music and I always tell people about you. So, um, it's, it's a really great way. You know, you're so talented and, uh, that, that definitely, uh, vibrates, you know, uh, beyond (laughs) places that we know, right. Inspiration is kind of this invisible ripple, um, that goes out. So, um, I'm so happy to, to have that. And I thank you for, for sharing that on this show here on women's magazine, because that's kind of what we're talking about today is, you know, how to, how do, you know, not just any artist, but women, um, you know, kind of roll with, um, the demands of, um, working in, in, in entertainment and, and in the arts. So, um, yeah. kind of before we let you go and we'll play one of your other songs, um, do you have any advice for particularly young women or young musicians who are, um, really trying to get to a spot where they can, you know, realize their, their dream and, and, and keep up with it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, persistence and dedication are two very big words that will definitely see you through to your goals and your dreams becoming reality. You know, uh, I've definitely had my fair share of men in the industry who, you know, one one guy heard I worked at Hyde Street Studios at the time. It was like nine years or ten years. And he said, oh, do you work at the front desk? Uh And I seriously really wanted to hit him, like violently be upset with him. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) Let me ask you a question. What else do people do here? Because they don't pay at the front desk. So what is a job that that people do here? You know, and, and this man took a really a while, a long, hard thought in his brain to really come to the conclusion that I was an engineer. And, you know, so that stuck with me, obviously. And I just feel like, you know, there's always going to be some dude who just doesn't see you for who you are. And that's what, you know, that's what kind of keeps me going in a way because I'm like, wow, they 
really know who I am, and that's okay. You know, they'll eventually figure it out if they really want to get to know me. And so for, for me, like, I just feel like I have to believe in myself in what I'm doing, and I can't look to other people to give me that. You know, I have to know, okay, I know what I'm doing. I have to know where I want to go, you know, and that just helps me keep grounded because in it's really such a male-dominated industry. And so constantly I'm working much harder than people and even being put on festival bills, you know. It's like, well, they already have a female on the bill, so how am I going to get on it too, you know. Um, it's kind of like really raising my voice and trying to talk to all these different people that I deal with in the industry of, like, booking shows and in the industry of being an engineer and a producer. Just continuing to have a voice keeps me heard by everyone, you know, and when I really get down to it, everyone does want to include me, you know, so it's not really that, like, the men don't want to include me. It's really just that I have to be persistent and say, like, no, I belong here, you know, and they might not be used to it yet, but they're starting to get used to it, and I feel like, you know, it's a much more respectful environment today than it was 11 years ago. So I just have to say, you know, to all the women out there that are looking for a career in engineering, producing, or in performing, is just to keep doing it and be the best at what you do, and no one will be able to deny your power, you know, if you really hold it. Right on, Pamela Parker. So many good good uh, things to share. Um, we'll totally direct people to your website, Pamela Parker Rocks. Dot com, which is absolutely true um, for upcoming shows, right? That's where people can check in there too. And you're also on Instagram at Pamela Parker Rocks. Um, so yeah. uh, we've just been so blessed to have you today. And I'm going to play another one of your songs. And Mari's got a, a, a comment to throw in towards the end here. No, I was going to say, just keep persisting. I mean, I've talked to female fronted uh, singers and um you know, a lot of the men have a hard time even um, being part of a female-fronted band. Um, you know, I've had singers, female singers tell me that, you know, when they interview guitarists, they're like, well, I'm sorry, I can't be a part of a band that's fronted by a female. And, you know, there wow. really is a much more persistence um, as a woman in the music industry. So props to you, you know, keep going. Thank and I you. know that sometimes it gets tough, but it's so important that you just, you know, be this great example of passion and persistence and inspiration. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I just want to say too, I feel really blessed with the members in my band because they're so respectful and they're so talented, and it really is a team effort with my band. Um, you know, I have Chris McGrew on the drum, Spence Murray on the bass, and Tom Finch on the guitar, and then I play guitar and piano as well. So, you know, me and Tom do dueling leads, and then he also takes a lots and lots of burning leads. You know, he's amazing. And um, I feel so, well, again, I really just feel blessed. <laughs> to have these guys in my court, you know, in my corner. And um, 
I was going to mention, too, we're going to be playing at Earth Day on April 20th in San Francisco. So that's definitely going to be our next San Francisco show. Right on. And that and that's uh, Pamela Parker's Fantastic Machine? Right, yeah. The Fantastic Machine is the name of the album. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, the band is just Pamela Parker, but, you know, for a brief moment we were doing Pamela Parker's Fantastic Machine just to kind of have a more fun name. You know, I, I like that name. The guys kind of just like my name as the band name, so that's <laughs> funny because I asked them to come up with a name. And they came up with my name. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, we just like your name. It sounds like a superhero. So well, you, you know, I felt like, okay, let's keep it. <laughs> well, you are a superhero, a super shero of rock and roll. Pamela Parker rocks, no doubt. So um, I'm going to play your song Fearless. And then we're getting a, another call in on this women in rock and roll show. So thank I you so it. much again. Look forward to seeing you soon. We'll see you at Earth Day, if not before then. All right, thank you. Thank you. And this is a song by Parallel Parker called Fearless, appropriately enough. What you gonna do? 
All right. You are listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. We're here at Mutiny Radio Studios here in San Francisco's Mission District. And it's a beautiful day. We're talking to women who rock uh, and uh, women in the music industry. So we have a call coming in right now um, from Shoshana Zisk, who's the co-producer of the SF Music Tech Summit. Um, She's also an entertainment lawyer, and um, she has been the CEO for ticketing and uh, affairs for George Clinton, um, and uh, she's also been, um, she's currently or recently the musical director for Rent, uh, the musical, uh, both here in San Francisco and in Hollywood, California. Um, so many um, experiences and, and you know, both musical and legal and, and in the business world of music. Um, Shoshana Zisk, thank you so much for calling in from across the country, I believe. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast uh, at the moment, so thanks for having me. Absolutely, um, and I know you've got we've got kind of a limited time that, that for this afternoon, but maybe we'll be able to stretch our legs in a in a subsequent um, interview. But um, we're talking today about uh, women in rock and roll, so to speak. Um, but you, as a, you know, as a as a a musician yourself, um, a performer, a musical director, but also as an entertainment lawyer. Um, What are some What are some of the challenges that you see um, for entertainers? Uh, You mean just just today? Well, you know what? I think the challenges that we're facing now are a little bit different than the challenges that I faced at the beginning of my career. So, at the beginning of my career, um, through you know through the '90s and just while it was still just CD, it was really really hard to get onto the playing field because there were these bottlenecks that either an A&R person had to decide that you would be recorded or there's only so many shelves in the music store, you know. And today is a different challenge because now the playing field is leveled. Um, so anybody can make a website or go to DistroKid or TuneCore, and they can, anybody can get their music up online. But now the trick is how do you get noticed? How do you get the popular? And I think that's really what the challenge is now is just when, ev- when everybody – can can be in the in the music industry how do you how do you set yourself apart so how does the music tech summit support artists well we actually support the whole ecosystem so my goal in producing the sf music tech summit was to really get together the community um not just the tech community not just the music community but everybody in the whole ecosystem um we were finding before we started producing the sf music tech summit that everybody would go to austin for south by southwest just to see each other and have meetings and so there really was a need to have something where people can get together in san francisco uh we're working on right now our 20th sf music tech summit so we've done a lot of them and i really feel that a vibrant community um, did form, and I've seen a lot of people get together. Um, when we did our first conference, for example, uh, Pandora was a sponsor, and they were just the music genome project, and that was it. Just the, They were just getting the DNA from the songs, and after a certain number, now they're a publicly traded company, and then they were acquired already by, you know, just a lot of different things and a lot of different changes, you know, in the landscape, but the important thing is getting everybody together and that's what as an artist sometimes you can feel really isolated you can go to other people's shows maybe you could have band practices but it's not the same as going and there's a thousand people and all interested in talking to each other and 
trying to do deals with each other, trying to create projects with each other. And that's really what the summit provides. So um, since since we're here on Women's Magazine today, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you kind of from your perspective, at least at this point in time, um, what are some of the ways that women musicians uh, particularly are are thriving in their professions? What are some of the keys that are that are helping them really, um, you know, do what they do and do what they want to do? And also, you know, do it professionally, because a lot of musicians obviously do it as a side thing. You know, they have, you know, quote unquote day jobs. Um, but there's so many talented people out there who, like yourself, um, you know, want to pursue their art and, and, and make it their lifestyle. Yes. And you know what? That's one of the things that I'm noticing a lot more about the, the next generation coming up. If every millennial that I've met has a side hustle. Everybody has the job that they do, and then the other job they're doing on the side at home or their website or their, you know, and their thing that they're working on. And so whereas I think that, uh, you know, in, in younger times that people would pick one career and just sort of be like, this is me, this is my identity. And I think that as time has evolved, at least in my career, I'm seeing a lot of people that are wearing a lot of different hats. And it's very rare to see somebody just say, I'm just purely a musician, you know, and that's it. And I don't want to think about marketing. I don't want to think about the computer. I don't want to think, you know, that's, I I don't see that at all anymore, you know. So I definitely feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of space for women in, in the music industry now. And it's, and you don't really have these gatekeepers either that are sort of telling women they can be in it or they can't be in it or you have to be hired or you ha- you know what I mean? It's just like you can just decide you want to be in the music industry and there's room for you uh, now. So it's kind of like a great time, I think, for women. I think with the Internet also, it's allowed women to be more entrepreneurial uh, as far as having their own business and being able to go directly to fans instead of having to go through maybe a record label. Um, a lot of women are kind of doing it on their own now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, now we can go ahead and reach people from other countries just through our computer. And that just yes. makes it so much easier and so much more direct, right? You don't have to I go have- through all of the, the middlemen or the middle people. Well, I also think the art is getting better because of it, right? Because if the way the system was before, if you wanted to get recognized, you had to somehow persuade an A&R person or persuade a record label based on your commercial viability. And now all you have to do is connect with your fans, find your fans, and that's who you're, really, that's who you're making art for, or for the people who you're connecting with, not for the people that you think are judging you. So I really feel like the art is getting better, too. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It opens up creativity and free expression mm-hmm. and yeah. uniqueness because with the internet, it's just, there's room for everybody, right? You yeah. just got to find your tribe, you know, or, yes. and your fans. Yes. And so, so Shana, Shoshana, I'm sorry. Um, and, and that's, that's Mari Fong. She's, she's here in studio with me today. Um, she's, uh, someone who supports artists and, and musicians, both as a professional coach and, and also has, has been as a, as a journalist as well. Um, so I, I'm really happy to have so many professional women in the music world, um, as part of this show today. Um, so I, I'm really, um, inspi- encouraged and inspired, and I hope our listeners are as well, um, by what you were saying about not having to, you know, fit into a particular category just to get to the next level, um, how we have this, the internet being the, the leveler, um, yes. 
But um, and, and if you have another minute or so, um, what kind of advice or um, perhaps even cautions would you give to some up and come or, you know, people who are starting out and trying to get their name out there? Um, I, I guess kind of from, you know, that more um, functional legal perspective of people who want to make sure that they're, um, you know, kind of getting their fair share for their art. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the first piece of advice that I would have would be, um, which may be unrelated, but to, to go out and go to other people's shows. Don't just try to get people to live in your world, but try to live in other people's world as well so that you're not just, uh, you know, like looking out at the ecosystem, but that you're part of it, you're a productive part of it. And so not just going to other people's shows, but also going to conferences, also going to songwriting workshops, going to just getting out there, getting out there and socializing with other people that care about music the way that you do. And you'll find your opportunities that way. You'll find your best friends that way. You may, you know, uh, you may find that your whole career gets shaped by just your networking. Uh, so that would be my one piece of advice is to make sure that you're not just in your room practicing all the time, but you do get out. And then the other piece of advice that's more like lawyerly um, advice is that I know a, a lot of people do wait still for that contract or somebody that believes in them and wants to give them a, you know, uh, be their manager or be their, you know, and that um, my advice would be not to look so much at the contract, what the contract says, what the terms are, what's within the four corners of that document, but always think about who this person is that's giving me the contract because you could have a contract that's bad, but a person that's really great in your life is going to be really good. You can have a great contract, but a person who's kind of a stinker and it's not going to be good. You know what I mean? So so it's not just getting good legal advice and just looking at what's within the documents that you get, but really thinking about the people and the personalities of the people that, that you'll be working with. And that's really where the true opportunity is, is that when you find somebody that cares about your music and you also feel bonded to them, then that's, that's really when you're going to find yourself catapulting to the next level. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so when is the next um, SF Music Tech Summit coming up and how can people it connect? Been, it hasn't been announced yet, Okay. Um, but, but we will be announcing it soon. The best thing that you could do is go to sfmusictech.com and join our mailing list and we will be making an announcement soon and then you'll know. Or you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, SF Music Tech. Fantastic. Shoshana Zisk, thank you so much for calling in from the East Coast um, to here yeah. at MutinyRadio.fm. We'll be sharing the podcast um, after uh, the show. So thank you so much, and we'll, we'll chat again, I hope. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Well, Mari, we're having a fun afternoon here on Women's Magazine. Yes, we are. We've got we're a- learning a lot. And uh, lots of education, a lot of knowledge from these beautiful, talented women. Absolutely. So you've been here, you know, participating and listening. Um, Is there anything that's come up this afternoon that um, kind of ties into some some of the things that you're working on or things that you're, you know, concerned about or opening up to at this time? Well, one thing that I've that I kind of relate to is um, I've talked to female uh, singers and interviewed them and a lot of them will say you know once they get on stage uh, they feel like people will look at them just because they're a woman like what do you have for me you know show me what you got without 
having like a neutral, uh, just view of, you know, of a talented musician. So there's always kind of like a proving ground, I think for women in music, um, because it, you know, we are a minority. I mean, even if you go into um, Guitar Center, it always seems like I'm the only woman out there that's just, you know, getting gear or asking questions and so forth. And um, that's why, like, um, organizations uh, that, like that put on the She Rocks Awards where they support and encourage women in rock, uh, whether it's business or whether it's uh, being an artist or musician, are so important because it's, it's great to be able to share, share stories and encourage each other and just uh, continue to persist. And uh, what about your own kind of, you know, personal experience um, working with musicians and as a journalist too, and as a photographer, um, how, how do you feel like you are received in certain ways and what are some of the ways that you have kind of broken through some barriers in that regard? Well, I feel like, uh, first of all, I was fortunate enough to work for a media company that didn't put the same kind of pressures as maybe some other companies did on trying to get the gossip or Mm -hmm. get like the dirt on a band. Um, I was really free to kind of interview and uh, really find out the information that I wanted to, that I was curious about. And I think with that... um, and with more of a caring uh, nature about me and curious nature, uh, a lot of bands um, would open up to me and tell me things that they said, I've never told that to any other journalist. And I felt really honored and flattered by that. But they said that they sensed um, trust with me hmm. and um, that I would be open with them as far as non judgmental. And um, you know, that's how I, I normally would would approach a band or, or an artist. Uh, I do feel like people have something that they really want to say, and it's just having that open forum to allow them to express that. Um, so I, I think being a woman and um, having that, you know, caring, curious nature has allowed people, more people to open up and just tell their stories. I, I, I'm with you on that. I feel like... Um when you're willing to just kind of open it up and listen to people, Mm -hmm. that's when they end up talking about things that they weren't really planning or even thinking about sharing, um, and, and kind of creating a forum for that. And so how's that playing out in your work right now as a professional coach and working with people, uh, especially trying to support people's, um, and specifically artists and musicians, um, like mental health and work-life balance. Um, how's that How's that? Uh, yeah, tell us because t- we were chatting before the show, right? But I want you to tell our, our our listeners out there kind of what you've seen and and how how that's working for people. Well, I think one thing that you keyed in on is listening, and um, it's so important to listen not only to people's words but to their nonverbal communication. Um, I am an advocate for musicians and mental health. Um, I have spoken with artists um, like Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park and um, finding out that they've hurt themselves um, through um, struggles with depression and uh, eventually being suicidal uh, really affected me. And I felt like if 
we're able to open up more and talk more about what's going on with people and also be able to actively listen um, that we can help all of these artists and musicians that are secretly struggling. And I do think that there are signs out there that people are missing. Um, And I would like to see it so that I'd like to see a society where um, people in general, especially men, can come out and uh, find support and encouragement um, if they're struggling uh, mentally with their mental health. And it happens with all of us. But I think as women, we are fortunate enough to have a strong support system. We come to each other if we have a a problem, if there's something that's going on in our lives, and that's completely natural for us. If we need help, we can go to a doctor and we could feel good about it. You know, we feel that we're doing the intelligent, smart thing to ask for help. However, with men, you'll find statistically Um, there are higher suicide rates within men because they don't have that support system. They're being asked to, um, don't talk about it, you know, buck up, you know, get over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, let's go out for a drink. Let's go to the game. I mean, these are the ways, um, men deal with things they say on a side by side basis. Let's saying, you know, sit next to me and, you know, let's maybe push it under the rug and try to forget about it instead of really listening and dealing with what's going on with that person. And that's what that person really needs, especially if they've come to you as a man um, and said, hey, you know, I'm having um, problems at at home or with my girlfriend. We need to know how to respond to that. Um, And also talk about solutions. You know, what is it that has helped you? or I in in dealing with these challenges and you know help them find guidance and lend support yeah and I, I I'm obviously I, I can feel your warm energy and why people would you know want to talk to you and trust you um, and we just have a few more minutes here on, on women's magazine today um, but I think that it is a really important conversation to be having um, to not only see the signs which maybe you can um, talk to for a moment, um, but also to kind of have more resources, you know, just as, as individuals, you know, if a friend comes to talk to you, um, how do you, you know, help, help them other than just like listening, you know, listening Mm -hmm. is, is a great step. Um, but I feel like when we see instances where, you know, we have a, a famous person who has died by overdose or suicide or something that it becomes this tragic event, but, and, and we start talking about, oh, well, mental health is important, but then the buck kind of stops there and we never kind of pushes it forward to say, well, what kind of support do people need? Well, that's the thing is that, um, even if we're just talking about depression and anxiety, there's so many different solutions and there's so many different reasons why somebody is struggling. It's not necessarily trauma or um, a shock in in their life, uh, maybe a death, but it can also be a chronic illness. It could be hormonal changes. It could be um, so many different things. So I want people to really open up and realize that um, these symptoms of, you know, maybe withdrawing, um, being overworked, uh, you know, just um, really disconnecting from society, 
these are all things, they're, they're all red flags. Um, as far as solutions go, um, you know, there's simple lifestyle changes, uh, whether it's health, um, supplements. I mean, I've, I've gone through and had, um, different testing, allergy testing to find out what minerals and vitamins that I was deficient in, deficient in, um, along with different, um, foods that I'm allergic to. And these all affect your body, which all affect your organs and your mind. Um, medication, you know, I don't want to discount medication. Of course, all of us, you know, would like to think that we can go through things in a natural way. But if medication, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications are helping you, then be open to that or be open to trying that. And of course, you know, um, talking with people, uh, reaching out to support groups um, like depression, I'm Bipolar uh, Support Alliance. There's different organizations that can be anon where you can call in anonymously. Um, those are people that are open to talk with you, along with other people that are struggling with some of the same symptoms, which really makes you feel more connected when you're in a really bad place. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a really ba bad place, you do feel con disconnected from society, no matter how many loving, supporting people are around you. So, um, you know, the thing is, is, is really to keep trying and to continue to be persistent. Well, Mari, I, I really appreciate you being here on Women's Magazine today. Um, where can people find some of the articles that you've written? Or where, where's a good place to kind of find out um, more about your work or connect with you? Well, um, you can go on campuscircle.com. Um, there's an archive of um, a lot of my articles. When I was born, I brought no joy. No respect, no respect. My old man said he wanted a boy. No respect, no respect. I was an ugly kid, always alone. No respect, no respect. Halloween, I had a trick or treat over the phone. No respect, no respect. Friends don't call, my phone don't ring. I don't get a break with anything. What's the matter, Rodney? Ah, death, where is my sting? It's just rapping, Rodney. Ain't rapture type, no, no. Rapping, Rodney. Get out of sight, it's just rapping, Rodney. Make no mistake, poor old rapping Rodney can't get a break. I'm getting old, it's hard to face. No respect, no respect. But during sex, I lose my place. No respect, no respect. Steak and sex, my favorite pair. No respect, no respect. I have them both the same way, very rare. No respect. I know I'm old. I could go any minute. No respect. No respect. I got a kidney-shaped pool with a stone in it. No respect. No respect. Dr. Vinnie Boombox, that's another one. No respect. No respect. I said I want to stop aging. He gave me a gun. No respect. No respect. I told him I got water on the knees. He gave me a sponge and raised his fee. What's the matter, Rodney? Oh, it ain't easy being me. It's just... Rappin' Rodney, ain't rapture tight, no, no. Rappin' Rodney, get out of sight, it's just rappin' Rodney. Make no mistake for old rappin' Rodney, can't get a break. Now give me a break, play something from the 40s.
Now what kind of music is this? And how about Stardust? Hey, what are you doing? That's not Stardust. Listen to this, will you? I mean, where are the flutes? What a band. Hey, don't quit your day jobs. Look at this. The drummer carries the melody. Every 
everywhere. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tango. Skipped the life and dangle. A zircon princess seemed to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so diddy. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night, can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job. There's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back. Can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane. I swear I might hijack a Playing. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under Blind. 
to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of the hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers. Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took, and you're a Maytag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used in the Served like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder. How I keep them going under <laughs> okay. Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man. Yo, that sound like cowboy, man Oh! 
a mission. And for my sins, I gave him one. Brought him up to me like a little child. It was a real choice mission. And when it was over, I'd never want another. I was going to the worst place in the world, and I didn't even know it yet. Weeks away and hundreds of miles up a river that snaked through the war like a main circuit cable, plugged straight into currents. It was no accident that I got to be the caretaker of Colonel Walter E. Kurtz's memory, any more than being back in Saigon was an accident. There is no way to tell his story without telling my own. And if his story is really a confession, then so is mine. Yes, sir, I heard the name. Jesus. Operations officer for Special Forces. Luke, would you play that tape with Captain, please? Listen to this carefully. Jack, over 9 0 4 30 hours, 6 of the Ideas. 
message became and sound. And sound. Now he's crossed into Cambodia with his Montagnard army and his that worship the man like a god and follow every order, however ridiculous. Well, you see, Willard, in this war, things get confused out there. Power, ideals, the old morality, and practical military necessity. But out there with these natives, it must be a temptation to be God. Because there's a conflict in every human heart between the rational and the irrational, between good and evil. And it does not always triumph. Oh, boy, in my
He's not here today. There are three black poets, or six, or maybe a hundred in this town, but he's not here, and I didn't memorize it enough, so I have to read it. It's for you. Are you ready, black people? Yeah. Are you ready? All right, now listen, listen, listen. Are you ready, black people? Yeah. Are you ready, black people? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you really ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Ready to do what is necessary? Yeah. Are you ready? To do what is necessary to do? Are you ready? Are you ready, black man? Yeah. Are you ready? Black woman, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready, ready, ready? Give me good now, give me good now. Are you ready? Are you ready to kill if necessary? Yeah. Are you ready? 
Is your mind ready? Is your body ready? Are you ready to do what you have to do to create life? white things to burn buildings are you ready are you ready to build black things are you ready to give yourself your love your soul your heart to create life? Are you ready to create out of nothing? Are you ready, black people? Are you ready? Are you ready? Give me good now. Give me good now. Give me good now. 
As a church of twilight Sentimental Has a rose and moonlight My love for you will always be Confidential to me Confidential as a mother's prayer Too beautiful for other eyes to share My love for you will always be Confidential to me Secret, a beautiful thing apart. With my little girl who was uh, back in the States I was stranded in the jungle, uh, afraid alone Trying to figure a way to get a message back home But I, I was out of nowhere 
that the wreckage of my plane had been picked up and spotted in my girl and lover's lane. And meanwhile, back in the States... Back in the jungle. Come here. The boys in the jungle had me on the run when something heavy hit me like an atomic bomb. When I woke up and my head started to clear, I had a strange feeling I was with cooking gear. I smelled something cooking and I looked to see. That's when I found out they was uh, cooking me. in the jungle. I jumped out the pot and I finally got away, frantic and worried about what my baby was saying. enough so I have to read it. It's for you. Are you ready black people? and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can to all we get your tickets at event please come out to the seventh annual mutiny radio comedy festival at eight different venues october 9th through 16th 2022 see you there The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. 
They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. 